this, 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 this show is brought to you by Safety FM. I hope that you are doing absolutely amazing wherever you find yourself in this big, wild, crazy, and super-duper cool world, man. I am doing absolutely awesome. You know what I'm going to say. I'm, I'm on this side of the dirt. I'm doing good. Life is good. Things are great. Another day to try to make the world a little bit better of a place overall. And in particular here on the Hot Nerd Podcast, how it can make the world a little bit better of a place to work. Before we get into today's episode, go do all that internet social media-ish kind of things like share, subscribe, tell your friends, your families, your enemies, your frenemies, all the above about what we've got cooking over here on the Hot Nerd Podcast. If you just like an episode, just share it, like share it to your social media stuff. That helps me an absolute ton. And if you got a few minutes just to like scroll down, just scroll, 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 and then click, 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 click. You can click some stars and give us a review. And if you've got a few extra minutes, you can write us a review. And that just that just literally help, keeps the lights on around here. And then just be honest, it, it, uh, it's good. It's good stuff. It, it helps spread the good word about human and organizational performance and all things making safety suck just a little bit less. And today, 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 we're going to talk about WTF is a safety professional, something that we chat about quite a bit because most of you, I won't say all, but a good portion of you out there are safety professionals, your safety folks, your safety peeps in some form, shape, fashion, or another. And then a lot of you other folks out there that I interact with that are tuning in here on the Hot Nerd, your leaders, your folks in organizations that are hiring said safety peeps. So I think this is a really good conversation that we have to keep going. We have to keep working on better defining the role of the safety practitioner. And what I mean by that is creating a role that actually matters, that's actually impactful, that frees up your safety professionals or you as a safety professional to kind of do the stuff that you know, like the stuff that's truly important, those things. Instead of wasting our time on this and that and garbage this and garbage that and just this nonstop head bashing against the wall, that just doesn't work out well for any of us, right? Leisure safety professionals like freaking frustrated, right? Because we're going, you want me to um, uh, cure poverty, to cure world hunger, um, and you want me to do all that yesterday um, or else. Okay. So you have safety pros that are up against an impossible task that are trying to meet management demands. And let's be serious. They're freaking demands. You shall reduce injuries to zero as the magical safety, magical person, safety wizard, safety fortune teller. You're going to bring incidents to a thing of the past or else. What an unrealistic expectation that organizations can place on anyone, anyone. And we don't do this in other roles, right? We don't do this in, in really any other profession within our kind of high risk organizations, but we do it to safety professionals. They're expected to be an all knowing guru, a selfless sacrificer, a selfless sacrificer, a soothsayer, and a predictor of accidents, and ultimately a fixer of company Whoa, the safety practitioner is expected to be the master of nearly everything. They are expected to be nearly everywhere all at once. And the practitioner a lot of times finds themselves thrust into this kind of level of expertise, even when they might not have expertise in a particular area. 
They're commonly, commonly expected to willingly sacrifice their personal well-being, families, friends, personal relationships, all in the name of safety. Because if safety's not there, they can't sprinkle magic safety dust on stuff. And if you can't sp sprinkle magic safety dust on stuff, then people are going to die at work because people die at work because the safety person wasn't there. Big buckets full of nope. Dumpsters. Trash heaps full of nope, 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 nope. So ultimately, we assume that safety is an outcome to be managed, right? That's kind of where we start. So safety is frequently defined as the absence of negative occurrences. And we seek the magic number. Or lack, lack of, I guess, lack of, of zero. So the safety practitioner's role is to manage safety because we assume safety is something that we can manage and you put one person to manage it and it fixes all that, right? That's, that's how that works. So outcome safety along with our kind of commonly held beliefs around the role of the practitioner, it results in safety professionals managing towards the desired outcome, which results ultimately in the phenomenon that we refer to as safety fix it. Bing, 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 safety fix it. Hit that magic easy button. Call your local safety professional. Got a problem? They'll fix it for you. Do they ever need to go home? N-O-P-E? Nope. They live here. They live, they basically sleep under their desk because no one else here is willing to do any of this. Because it's not their responsibility. Safety is just in the hands of the safety practitioner. That's how this works, right? That's how this works. So the, the practitioner's role as kind of a fixer and manager of outcomes is solidified. Nothing, and I mean practically nothing, can be left untouched by the hands of the safety practitioner. Safety is everywhere. And so must be the safety practitioner. Because that's the only way that we assume that we influence, or our organizations assume that we influence safety as a safety practitioner. There's this kind of general assumption that safety fixes safety stuff by always being there, ever ready to swoop in and coach and correct and fix problems. And to just be like, whoa, watch out, bro. You need on your safety glasses. Saved your life. High fives, yay, we did it, way to go, safety, yeah, safety party, just walking around and, oh my gosh, there's a shark about to eat one of our employees, let me wrestle this shark, cause I'm the safety practitioner, safety party, safety party, that's how safety works, nope. Nope, nope, nope. It's bullshit, and you know it's bullshit, and if your company administers safety like that, your company is full of bullshit, period. Period, 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 period. Nope. Big buckets full of nope. The only thing that you're doing is you're putting a safety practitioner in an impossible role, in a, in a role that they are absolutely doomed to fail at, a role in which they are going to be miserable, that their health is going to be affected, that their well-being is going to be affected. Because if you've got a safety practitioner and a good portion of the folks that work within our world... They care and they care a lot. And when they find themselves in those situations, they're going to work themselves to death trying to live up to what you think they should be doing. And it never, never ends well. It doesn't do anything good for really anything. <laughs> and it harms the safety practitioner. So, nope. There's a whole lot of nope that we're talking about right now. That is not how our role should be. We're not 
fortune tellers. We're not superhuman people. We don't have magic safety skills that the rest of the workforce is lacking in that we can go forth and walk around doing our magic walkabout observations and coaching correct and fix. Uh, nope. No. Doesn't work that way. We need a better, more impactful role for safety people. We're not safety cops. We're not superheroes. We don't have a bag of magic safety dust that we can go out and just boop. Look, oh my gosh, let me swoop in and save their life. No, <laughs> that's not how any of this is supposed to work. It's just not. And we've proven time and 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 one more, one more time again that it doesn't work. It doesn't really do much other than cause harm to your safety practitioners. And you have this kind of m mismatch of like what the organization thinks a safety practitioner is supposed to be and what the safety practitioner knows that their, that their role should be. And you just build up frustration. There's just lots and lots of frustration. And eventually the practitioner is gone, right? <laughs> They're gone. And then the company's like, huh, ungrateful pieces of crap. Safety people are running off and leaving us. Huh? No, they're gone because they feel abused. <laughs> they're gone because they feel like you have no clue what their role is. And you don't. You don't if you're if you're operating in that way. Let me say that if you're operating in that way. So let's talk about a little bit better of a role for the safety practitioner. I'm not saying that this is all perfect or anywhere near there. As I've said a bazillion times before, I just throw the ideas out there. They might be wrong. They might be right. I'll let you be the judge of that and decide what you want to take from it. Um, they're all right in my mind. Um, no, I'm joking. I'm joking. But so a better role, a better role, a communicator, a facilitator, a team member, a team builder, a curious person with an obsession for learning about work and an evangelist for organizational betterment. There's nothing in there about da, 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 safety, fix it. Let me strap on my cape and go out there with my, my freshly polished safety cop badge on one side and my bag of magic safety dust on the other and just fix all this company's problems. And just like that will be to zero. It's an easy life, isn't it? It's no, there's none of that. There, there's none of that. We have to be in a position of influencing rather than just going out and just saying, do this, do that. Because we're trying to fix stuff in a very acute sense. We're trying to fix stuff right there in the moment rather than backing way, 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 way up. And some of this really comes from this idea that, you know, we're using kind of safety practitioners as like the, the, the last line of defense. And we're constantly relying on last lines of defense because we're kind of too lazy or we're kind of unwilling to want to actually go back and change anything in our systems that lead to said bad outcomes. We would rather just, instead of like all that really hard self-examination, rather than all of that, like really really painful reflection and thought and work and maybe some money that we have to spend and some changes we have to make rather than really wanting to go through all of that to dig deep into our systems, into our process, into just our organization where ultimately all this stuff truly comes from. We just want to hire somebody to say, no, 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 we're not changing shit. We want you to just go out and fix stuff before it happens. Just right there in the acute sense. Uh, right? Doomed to fail. Doomed to fail. No matter how many safety practitioners you hire, you could hire a small army of them. No matter how amazing that they are, they, even with that, they're not going to catch all the shit that's going to go wrong. 
And even in a, I mean, let's just close your eyes and imagine if you're driving, don't do that. But just imagine that you have this system that is near perfect. You're still going to have stuff slip through the cracks. There's still going to be stuff that goes wrong and things are going to degrade and stuff's going to go boom, kapow here and there. Right. So even with that, even with that and a bazillion safety professionals, all that have 47 degrees and a bazillion years of field experience behind them and are just amazing at what they do, they're never going to catch anything. You're doomed to fail and you're relying upon that professional to just stop bad things from happening. And it never works out. It never works out. So back to the point of kind of the safety professional being more of this communicator facilitator of kind of pushing us back into the systems that that churn out the results that we're not wanting to really see so much, right? Being that person that gets to kind of be that person in the room as that team member that brings up those kind of key points. Well, when stuff goes wrong, when it happens, what do we do? Are we prepared? Right. Can we fail and recover gracefully? Um, well, maybe maybe like saying that that person's dumb and uh, maybe that's not a real good root cause. Maybe let's go. Let's look farther back into why this all made sense to this person, because it did. Right. Being that person. Right. Being that person, the person that drives the organization towards purposeful learning, not a cop, not a superhero. Uh, no, none of the other things that you get to hear me yell and rant about, because that's where I will, excuse me, you'll hear the sounds of freedom from Luke Air Force Base in the background, unedited, unscripted, just me rolling. You know how this thing, <laughs> this thing's go. But all those are much better ways to meaningfully influence things, because we're influencing when we're out there going, da, 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 safety person, but we're not influencing positively. And we're, we're really causing harm to those practitioners or harm to ourselves if we are that practitioner. They're running ourselves ragged, um, basically fighting a war that you'll never win, right? That you'll, you'll just never win. So how do we get there? It's, to me, it's always back to kind of a general assumptions, you know. It's a shift in those. So we talked about some of those assumptions about how we end up at Safety Fix-It, but it's this shift towards we move away from safety as zero and view safety as the presence of defenses. So rather than defining safety as a number, we view safety as the ability to fail, respond, recover gracefully, and we ultimately build those defenses through learning. Learning how normal work is vital to understanding missing, weak, flawed defenses, life-saving controls, right? That's kind of important, which results as learning. It results in, I guess in, in would be a better word, right? It results in learning being the overriding value of the organization rather than some arbitrary number on a spreadsheet. Because ultimately, most of our organizations have been at this place of just valuing zero above all else. Valuing zero, which is quite literally valuing nothing, right? You're, you're valuing nothing. So let's, let's shift into something that is tangible, something that we can actually see and feel within our organization. And that's learning. So learning would become our overriding value. So the ultimate shift is that the practitioner, rather than viewed as da, 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 super safety, Sam, practitioner is viewed as a facilitator of learning. Back Back to the kind of re redefining of what our role is as a communicator, facilitator, team member, team builder. Uh, the practitioner supports learning throughout the organization. And as we said, we're just that voice, right? Just being that voice. I'm not saying that, you know, we're safety pros. We're going to deal a little bit with, you know, compliance this, compliance that. We're going to deal with kind of some of the administratium that exists in our world that we do to kind of work with our organizations and help them out. But the way that I've always viewed that is if you take care of like these kind of main things, you're really focused on learning. You know, compliance isn't like the way to be safe. 
compliance is kind of a result of all the other stuff that we're talking about. If you're good at all this other stuff, compliance just kind of happens, right? I mean, you're going to find something like, well, that's wonky. Who the hell wrote that law? We're going to have to do something a little bit different there because this is fine, but the law says it's got to be purple. So now we got to freaking, oh, almost dropped the F-bomb. We got to freaking paint it, paint it purple. So there's going to be some of those things that we have to deal with as professionals. But again, a lot of those little things, if we're really in tune um, with their organizations, and if we're really kind of living our best life with the best role that we could possibly have, the most, and what I mean by that is, you know, we're, we're operating in the most impactful way that we can, and dirt, 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 dirt is not the most impactful way. That's probably more harmful than, than, than positively impactful. Um, if we're operating in that space and, and we're, we're doing those things, we're the facilitator of learning, we're a communicator, team member, we're kind of that voice that's there. We're a friend, right? We're, we're there. We're part of the team. We're not other. We're not different. Then so much of this kind of compliance stuff and kind of little bits and bobs of, oh God, I, don't, I didn't know the door knots had to be painted purple. What a freaking weird law. Yeah, <laughs> you know, Those things almost kind of take care of themselves other than maybe the doorknob being painted purple there's some of those like i said that we kind of be like well the law says but it's not the way you get there that's kind of the point there is it's like through like endless compliance audits and like that's still dun, 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 dun. that's still super safety going out with their clipboard going well you see here you have this a quarter of an inch off uh-uh, super unsafe um that's not the way we stop killing people at work a point we've made before and others have made much more eloquently than I have, you work on not killing people at work by focusing on the stuff that actually kills people at work, not by focusing on the stuff that doesn't kill people, right? We've spent a lot of time and the role of the safety practitioner has spent a lot of time focusing on stuff that's not, that doesn't really matter. It doesn't matter. We're, we've, we've spent a astronomical amount of time as companies, as as as, as professionals, whether safety or leaders or otherwise, focusing on the shit that doesn't kill people in an effort to try to stop killing people. So back to the role of the practitioner. What's meaningful? What actually matters? WTFRM, what the fuck really matters, right? That's where we should be investing investing our time. That's where we should be living. That's where we need to be spending our days, not wasting them away on, da, 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 I did 400 observations today. Heck yeah, man, I'm the best safety pro ever. I got somebody in trouble for their safety glasses, and I even got to like smack their knuckles with the ruler because that's our new disciplinary action policy, right? <laughs> that's, no. What's impactful? What matters? What's truly important? That's all I've got. Let me know your thoughts. I hope you're liking these. I'm just ranting. I'm just having fun. This New Year stuff has got me pumped. I am energized. I am amped up. Like I said, it's not always right. A lot of times it's wrong. So I would love to hear your perspective, your take. Thehopnerd at gmail.com. Sam at thehopnerd.com. That's all I've got. Until next time, Sam Goodman, The Hop Nerd. Bye, everybody. Bye. (laughs)